Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinion. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 2. Here we are. You know, you kind of sounded like my favorite comedian. Who's that? Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. At the very <laughs> beginning. Were you not aiming for that? No, but I'm trying to just be more like him every day. <laughs> because I like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Um, tell the people about last week because it's just been crazy and I'm excited to talk about it. There's literally so much to talk about and these are the shortest notes because there's no possible way we could talk about everything. We had a huge bellator event in dublin which was freaking awesome because since it was on friday and friday afternoon we were able to watch like all of it so actually, much fun right yeah pretty much yeah. yeah um and then the ufc event was in new york city at madison square garden we got to watch all of the main card um not a lot of the prelims unfortunately because we were celebrating george's birthday but um ufc NYC had seven knockouts slash technical knockouts and any of the decision fights were exciting as hell like the out of the three main events with Rose and Wei Lee and with Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje they like it could have gone to the other fighters Rose retained her belt it could have gone to Wei Lee yeah and with Justin and Michael Chandler, same. It was just like such a crazy fight. You want to say like it could have maybe. I think Justin won. a little more clear, yeah. Yeah, but Kamaru and Colby was as close probably as, as Rose. it could yeah. be with a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was just wild. So November 6th, 2021, definitely for George anyway. For sure. One of the greatest <laughs> combat sports days in history. All day as I'm getting ready for 8 million people to come over to celebrate his birthday. George is sitting with his leg up watching ADCC East Coast trials all morning after. They were fun. Then we had UFC 268 and simultaneously we had Canelo versus Caleb Plant on the computer because we had to watch that with Billy. Yeah. And that too was like a crazy amazing fight. It was exciting. Canelo He's the man. Is the man. He's the man. Um there were just so many things. Is there anything in particular you want to shout out for the peeps? Uh I feel like I've been following the Canelo uh, run for a long time, but not as closely as I should be. Like, I, I keep following. I know when he's about to fight. I watch most, yeah. of, most of the fights, but man, he, he's the man. And, and I want to, like, rewatch all his fights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to see who he fights next. And ADCC, man, I'm, I'm like, really excited for that. So ADCC for, uh, I mean, like, nobody fucking knows this if you don't know jiu-jitsu. But it's basically the Olympics of grappling. And it's not even just jiu-jitsu. It's, like, a certain kind of jiu-jitsu because of the rule set that's so interesting that's, like, way more aggressive and it favors, like, wrestlers. So it's not only just, like, people butt-scooting and trying mm-hmm. to, like, go for leg locks, although that's a big part of it, too. It's just – it's really aggressive and, and, and it uh, – the rule set is such that like it, it makes it really exciting and it only happens once every two years so do you know who 
won the trials or was like in first place I don't or is know, that how I don't it know works? who I don't even know who won the trials because most of the other, like most of the guys who I know and I care about get, get like invited in oh so they, it know? doesn't even matter yeah okay. but it was just it's just exciting to see specifically ADCC no gi stuff uh, the problem is that it's always behind like the flow grappling paywall which is like really expensive a month and you have to buy like a year subscription to watch it so I don't know I need to finagle some shit with some pirating uh, I bet we have an year, IT yeah. guy who could help us <laughs> yeah, out yeah yeah for real <laughs> I don't even know if it's popular pop, popular enough to get like I pirated, know illegal you know? streams yeah uh, but enough about last week. Well, Wait, so- no, I want to go back to one thing because Billy taught me this on Saturday night and like everyone knows Canelo is awesome. But this fight in particular was so important, not just so he can like retain a belt or get another belt. Like, I mean, that's what Canelo does, right? Like <laughs> at this point, but he became the first undisputed super middleweight champion. So that is like... Historical, and I also found out today he's the first Mexican fighter to unify a, uh, a class. Wow! Yeah. So it's a big deal, which is also crazy because Mexico just has great fighters. So yeah. it's just so fucking hard to, in boxing to even follow how many belts there are. That, like, I for us who have a fucking podcast dedicated to combat sports, we have no understanding of it. Absolutely <laughs> none. But I know it's a good thing to have them. <laughs> but yeah, and and our podcast is way more about uh, fun stuff. So like boxing, boxing is just way more fun in terms of like the walkouts and stuff like that. Well, and and it's, what they could, it could be, it could be. I we would not. But what I would say, and we'll get to it, is that Bellator did a good job this weekend. That's, we'll get to that yeah, later. little teaser. Uh, what's happening next week? Bellator is on Friday again. Uh, Cyborg is fighting uh, Sinead Kavanaugh for the f- women's featherweight title, which uh, should be exciting. Uh, I mean, I th- are, are we Cyborg fans? I think. I think. I we, yeah, we are. I right. Am. Yeah. I have to root for Sinead Kavanaugh, obviously, because she's Irish. Dude. But I, I like Chris Cyborg. Is she a lesbian? She she's a lesbian, 30. right? Oh, I don't know. Because she posted the most gangster picture of her sitting down with this beautiful ass woman who appears to be her partner, like sitting, sitting in between her legs on the beach during fight week. <laughs> and she looks ready. She looks like a fucking champion. I'm going to go with that's her partner. I don't know. Um, who else is fighting? Aaron Pico. So Aaron Pico is like the Bellator prodigy who's lost like so many times, uh, but he's still really good and, and is got consistently getting better. He's just yes. had like a hard road when people thought he was just going to come in and be a killer. But that's the thing that happens in MMA. It's never easy. It's never pretty. And it's never how you want it to be. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because he can still be champion. <laughs> yeah. But he keeps training with John Jones. Ew. Uh, and then some guy, I don't know uh, why our production team put this in the notes, but uh, Mahmoud Sebi from Egypt, uh, literally know nothing about him except he's from Egypt. So that's uh, in our production show notes. But I just did a little search of Mahmoud Sebi and I have a couple things to tell you about. So he was an Olympic wrestler from Egypt who basically got like a million followers because he went out and he's like, I'm never competing in Egypt again. Because everyone in Egypt, it will like stab you in the back and nobody cares about all the hard work that you do. So I was like, God damn. And this guy became popular because of that. And then he's like, I'm not even wrestling anymore. I'm going to start doing MMA. And also Mahmoud Sebi, maybe one of the most shredded dudes in all of MMA I've ever seen. I guess I should look up a picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also this week is UFC Fight Night Holloway. Uh, Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Should be really exciting. Uh, I don't think Yair Rodriguez is going to be able to beat Max Holloway, but they are both two super game fighters who are always exciting and uh max Holloway is just a man he got that uh what the children say he got that drip yeah deaf dues 
Anything else, Mama? Well, I think we should just mention that the man who just sent you a card, Kevin Holland, is also on oh, the, card. the card. Okay, cool. So we got to root, root for, for Kevin him. Holland, one hundred percent. We also got Song Yudong. Also have to root for him because while George loves talking about names, Song Yudong, I freaking love that name. <laughs> so, oh, Felicia Spencer's fighting. Yeah, ben, it's going to be a good card. Ugly and Ben Rothwell's fighting. Cool. Courtney Casey, Mark the Casey. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, cool. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Cynthia Calvillo. I'm just, just like, if I just bet money against her every time she fights, I'd be well off. But we're not. So, uh, top five. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since we've had a top five. five. Let's go. All right, I'm going to kick off the top five. I mean, the world's getting back to normal, you know, slowly but surely. But pretty much, thank God, everything's okay. Uh, but goddamn, the Dublin crowd was amazing. And it just felt like they were waiting for two years to get together <laughs> and have this moment. And goddamn, do I wish that we were there having a oh, beer. Oh, man. Holy shit. The Dublin crowd for Friday at Bellator was incredible. I mean, from start to finish, even the early pre- prelims, we just had them on while like we were. I was like washing dishes. And I was like, this is like the earliest fight on the card, and the crowd is so loud. <laughs> and we were watching... UFC, like, uh, the uh, the last fight on the prelims, like, right before the shit was really going to get amazing, and no one was at MSG. Yeah. Like, typical fucking New Yorkers. Meanwhile, the Irish are there the whole dang time willing to spend all that money on the drinks. Jesus Christ, tell me about it. They, they must have saved up for the past two years, because holy shit, were they hammered. Uh <laughs> Bellator did a good job with the walkouts, man, which is pretty interesting. It gave them enough. They really like put a lot of production value and gave the crowd enough time to participate, which never really happens. It's always about the fighter. And I I could see it backfiring, but seeing that Bellator's invested so much in Ireland and the Irish crowd knows what they want to do. Say what you say, what they will about the Irish, but they know how to motherfucking party. So James Gallagher came out to the song freed from desire, which I fucking love and has become like a combat sports anthem. Tyson Fury came out to that song when he fought Deontay Wilder the first uh, time and the crowd was going nuts. Uh, Patchy Mix wound up beating James in Dublin, uh, which was sad and kind of like sucked Suit. the energy out of the room for but a split second. A split second. And we were okay with it because Patchy Mix is from New York. Hell so yeah, if we Patchy couldn't Mix. get our Irish guy, we'll at least get our New York guy to win. But he kept saying, he said multiple times in an interview after afterwards, he's like, this is like a movie. This this crowd is not real. Like, this is like a fucking movie. So huge shout out to Patchy Mix, James Gallagher, man. Uh, you, you you took that loss like a baby, and that kind of sucked because you were at your home. I know. But whatever. Maybe maybe that's why you took it like a baby. But whatever. Peter Queeley then came out for the main event, and. He came out to Zombie by the Cranberries, and the crowd was singing so loud <laughs> that throughout the introductions where the guy, what's his name, Michael C. Williams, he's the voice. We uh, could not, we did not even know he was introducing the fighters. Yeah. You could not hear him. They were And this is loud. on television. So you know they like try to turn mics up and do all the sound. We, I literally turned to George. I'm like, 
is he is he talking right now the, so- the, the song was done too they were just singing it a cappella yes there, there was no music <laughs> so I thought that was cool and I tweeted about it uh, because I tried to that's how we made some of our production notes I just kept tweeting all weekend that was so smart I was listening to Josh Thompson and Big John who are part of the Bellator broadcast they were in Dublin so of course they were talking about it Big John was just like this was the best event like it, they just had such a good time and Josh Thompson a big John called out Josh Thompson he's like during Peter Queeley's walkout Josh Thompson who's on the broadcast team he should be like speaking getting ready to speak <laughs> he got up out of where he was sitting he had to take out his phone and video it he's like it was so insane and then josh thompson went on to say he really enjoyed the um guinness and jameson (laughs) that's much oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's all he would the motherfucker (laughs) he would uh and then but then the best part of all is that they kept singing acapella throughout the whole first round too so it kept going the party (laughs) kept going and sadly he lost we should mention (laughs) that yeah he lost it was just uh (laughs) we were it was pretty disappointing all around <laughs> the <It was>. results. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, I am glad you put a positive spin on everything. So there's no doubt about it. The Dublin crowd is the best. But for number two, we're going to talk about the New York City crowd. Normally, we are part of those crowds. Um, and we're usually okay. We're, we're feeling okay with the people we're surrounded by. At times. Usually. But this is Nick's man, playoffs. during the press conference, they showed way too much love to Colby. I don't. We don't need to spend time hating on him because he's just such a loser and a dork, and his shtick that he's holding on to sucks. But New York, you suck more for supporting that suckiness. Um, Thankfully, they did show love to Bisbing and Patty Pimblett. Um, Holly Berry was around and also gave Rose her belt, which was cool. I don't know how we feel about the UFC, like getting the rock and like celebrities to give belts, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were super, the New York City crowd was super rowdy at the press conference during the week. So while I may not love who they're deciding to cheer for, and if I was there, I certainly would have embarrassed George and he would have told me to stop talking so loudly because he wouldn't want to get in a fight and have to step in. With crutches. Um, with crutches. <laughs> at least there's energy. And I like that from a New York crowd because sometimes we're too cool for school as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been, you know, at home too. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm to fucking true. go out and get retarded. <laughs> Nobody even knows how to act anymore. That's true. Um, yo, but real quick before we move on to number three, I, I have a prediction. I think Colby is going to like be a superstar even more than he already is. I think he's going to switch to babyface now. I what think does he's that mean? done being he's been the heel for all this time just like the maga shit and blah 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 but he he had his post fight press conference he just had an NYPD hat on and stopped doing all that talking nonsense and now he's just pivoting and just saying first responders just just positive shit and and more and more people are going to fucking love him and okay. he's going to say less shit and he's also going to fight Jorge Masvidal I bet next uh and I think he's going to he's going to make Masvidal to be actually the bad guy and I think people are going to fucking love Colby. And I think he's going to beat Mazdal too. 
okay, this is these are a lot of predictions yep. you're throwing out there right now. I will find it very difficult, as you know, to move on from hating him. Once yeah. I hate someone, you're done. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, number three on the top five, we're just going to do a whole category. New guys. Shout out to the new guys on the uh, on the scene. So Ian Gary, shout out to Ian Gary. He is the nice Conor McGregor. Where is he from in Ireland? Do you know? I don't, but he could be the nice Conor McGregor. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, he just fought his first fight in the ufc did he come from cage warriors i don't even know he came from the european scene obviously because he's from ireland <laughs> looks like we don't know a whole ton of we don't know do no we, we don't uh <laughs> he would have been on euro bash uh, r.i.p our favorite old school podcast that's been gone now for a long time it's, it's not even new that it's been gone um but ian gary fought on the prelims of ufc in new york and he was kind of losing that round i think people gave him a lot more credit i know yeah. i'm happy we didn't get to watch it live even though even andreas felt bad he's like isn't your irish guy fighting I'm like yeah get the fuck out of our house <laughs> uh, so, I, all right all right I'm, i have i just want to talk to you about after this podcast oh no <laughs> i gotta cut my shit out but you can you can talk your shit uh, yeah um so ian gary he won with one second left in the first round he had a beautiful step back counter right to knock his guy out and he was just so nice he took the time to really calm himself down and make sure that his talk afterwards was like um with joe rogan he really capitalized on it and he was basically being like the nice conor mcgregor he was saying he's like uh we're not here to uh, to take part we're here to take over like another uh, wise irish man once oh, said yeah yeah and uh you know and now he's saying that he's gonna fight cosmont in the future for the belt uh which uh, i said i said his name wrong i said it like hazmat instead of Kamzat. <laughs> but that's why i no one knows and i yeah uh, <laughs> I reposted something that was really cool, I think, on Instagram. And basically, what's going on now is that there's a nice Conor McGregor, but there's an evil Khabib now. <laughs> you sent that to me, or did yeah, you yeah, post yeah. it? Yeah, and then I posted oh, it. Yeah, okay. I did both because I thought it was that good. So, <laughs> uh, Other new guys on the scene, Chris Barnett, who's not a new guy. He's been around for a long time. He's a super veteran, but he uh, got a big pop for the first time after knocking out our, our boy, John Vellante from Long Island. Why? With fat, like, spectacular fashion, spinning wheel kick. You, If you guys are on instagram and looking at all this stuff and following espn mma you've definitely seen it because he's a heavyweight who threw a crazy spinning kick knocked out this dude when he came out to the fucking fight he was dancing the whole way in moving like he was you know not a heavyweight <laughs> and when he won he did a front flip landing onto his like thighs <laughs> or his hamstrings and was just really feeling himself. So Chris Barnett, even though you are not a new guy, you are getting uh, the popularity and the attention that you deserve, and I hope you capitalize on it. Also, Cheeto Vera, last guy of the new guys, I just want to shout out, even though it's super sad. Yeah, I know your face. I wish people could see your face, but uh, we are devoted to secrecy here on the Holding Hands of Throwing Fist podcast. <laughs> Uh, Cheeto Vera has been around for a little while. He's still relatively new, but he had his first big statement win over Frankie Edgar where he crane kicked him in the jaw. And that was super sad because we are big Frankie Edgar fans, but it's time for him to retire. And Cheeto Vera, it's time for you to do even to move on to bigger and better things. We're, I think we're fans, right? I'm a fan. Yes, we're, yeah, we're yeah, definitely we're fans. fans. Cheeto. So do the damn thing, bro. All right. And because... I can be a bigger person too. I just also want to add to that list of like 
not necessarily new guys in the sport, but new guys to root for. Last episode, I kept calling him Bobby Brown. (laughs) And so I have to call myself out. Bobby Green is a newer guy who's been in the sport a long time. He beat our boy Ally Aquinta, but he is a good guy. And if he wasn't fighting now, we would have been rooting for him. Did you hear Ray Longo this week? Yeah. No. Uh, oh, is he even on it? I don't know because I want to know because his guy's all lost. I know. I would love <laughs> to hear. Um, no, Anakin Florian didn't put their podcast out yet. Lazy bastards. All right. Number four in the top five. Haven't got to number four in a while, so we're going to make it a good one. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler might be one of the most violent fights in UFC history and certainly one of the best three round fights ever. Like, are we already looking at fight of the year? Like is I can't. It's so hard to to tell. Like, in November, yeah, totally. <laughs> already, <Yeah. laughs> no. But like, I can't even think of other fights. But there's definitely been. I'll, I'll pull some up. I know we have to. But we it, have to this start one thinking was about this. awesome. This one was definitely one of the best. They did have like a little bit of beef for each other, but they did show nothing but love after, as they should. Um, George has said it many a time. Like when you're fighting someone as hard as they both are after that much training they are clearly very good at what they do they they do kind of end up showing respect at the end you have to you have especially to. especially right after because yeah then you have the relief of it being over <laughs> yeah so bo- both guys had to be transported to the hospital chandler's face was deaf uh an mma boo-boo moment Oof. also like from round one though but that is literally anyone who fights justin gaethje he's just an animal that's how it so goes. apparently george is telling me that chandler posted a photoshopped pic of him versus connor for 2022 yeah i, I love that fight I, th- I think it could happen. And then Connor actually wrote back and said, uh, definitely, some, uh, definitely, like, he worded it in a way is like, definitely going to happen at some point. So, like, he wasn't saying, like, that's going to happen next. Yeah. He was like, I'm definitely down. So. And even though Michael Chandler lost, that is who I was rooting for in my heart. He's like, it was like a good loss. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he's going to get his next fight be like shitty just because he lost. Yeah, yeah. So. We definitely say in MMA you could uh you could lose and still win. Yes. Right? And he definitely did. All right, so real fast since we were just talking about it. There's uh there's so right now it's ranked number 11 for this website for topology uh as fight of the year Gaethje versus Chandler just a couple other ones yeah, that we forgot me. about so Ponzinibbio versus Baeza I think I remember we rem- I vaguely remember watching it and having it be incredible I do not remember that uh and then the other ones that are above it were like beat downs though so they weren't really close the way that Chandler uh. and Gaethje was like Volkanovski versus Ortega is number one as fight of the year oh, that was a beat yeah. down it was a beat down but I guess because because Ortega was like always in it. And it was for the belt, but then also Holloway versus Cater. Remember when Holloway, yeah. which Holloway's but, fighting this week, and Holloway beat the fuck out of yeah, Calvin Cater. Yeah, that's true. And then also one of the closer fights of the year too was uh, San Hagen versus Dillashaw, which we hate TJ Dillashaw, but that was up there too. So whatever. Okay. Um, that it for for your boys? Yeah. That round out the top five? Let's round out the top five. All right, five. so we're going to do uh, a little bit of MMA fashion. Not Finally. a new segment because it's been around since day Finally. one. Finally. How uh, many new segments did you introduce last episode? 
Uh, enough. Yeah, yeah let's be back. get back to our roots, babe. Yeah, yeah, MMA yeah. fashion is what put us on the map. MMA fashion. So we're going to talk about <laughs> the champs who won uh, in UFC on Saturday. So Rose, um, you normally wouldn't think of Rose as like a fashionable person because she's not. She's like usually in sweatpants and like whatever like UFC gear she's wearing. But first thing... Um, she wore to the press conference, and I'm, I got to give credit because she looked gangster, and I, and I said I loved it, and I said that it was something I, I could see you wearing too, but Luke Thomas said it best. She looked like fucking DMX coming oh out there gosh, with the fucking yeah. overalls and the chain and stuff like that, and she was in super I did not tough, even think about that. Tough, like, looking mode. Like, her face was, like, super stoic. So Rose at the uh, pre-fight press conference looked like a freaking DMX. That was the look, I think, for her, for sure. Um, but she's also sponsored by Ruka fully, and uh, you guys know I'm, I'm a big Ruka fan, the RVCA brand. Um, so... And, uh, you saw that and I almost said your name but uh, oh. see, watch that dodge <laughs> that like a bullet um, but you see in all the embedded she's rocking like full Ruka head to toe and they have they keep giving her super custom shit so that's really cool yeah I'm really happy for her um, you so want to talk about Marty I want to talk about Kamaru Usman we can't we can't call him Marty because that's that's like disrespectful to the champ man. it's not that, that was his name that was his name I don't know he doesn't go by that anymore and if someone decides that's not what they want to be called you let you listeners let us know shoot us a text or a message on Instagram Do you like Kamaru or because he when he emigrated to this country and people couldn't say Kamaru in the Midwest where he was wrestling, he just anglicized his name to Marty. So now people call him Marty as a joke. But really, it's also like, yo, this dude's been around doing the thing forever. So his name is Marty. All right, let us know. Um, total different look. While Rose is the understated look, Kamaru Usman is literally the most calm, cool, collected guy champion who always looks good at first glance george especially it it takes a lot for me to think this but george often thinks is that too much and then you really take a look at kamaru's whole look and it is always impeccable for his pre-fight press conference he had a cheetah blazer i am not a fan of animal prints but it was like a nice cheetah print with a plain black turtleneck underneath and squarish rimmed eyeglasses he looked incredible i hate cheetah print and it looked perfect seriously so we're like oh my gosh i can't get better than this oh my gosh his freaking post fight press conference he had on a navy blazer i already like navy blazer he still had a plain black turtleneck on underneath it i already like that too because it's just it looks cool this navy blazer had bedazzled lapels and collar it was so befitting of a champion i want i want that blazer i think i, I want that blazer I think you that was fucking it. so awesome i never seen anything like it it is so crazy how that's not crazy though you know he just pulls off these looks that are that you need to be a certain person to pull off. 
which George, I think, is that person. He can pull off anything. So, like, George and Camaro are just the same <laughs> in my eyes. I don't say is that too much with fashion. Almost ever. I just do more than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is not saying a lot. <laughs> he also had that other look. What was it? it was, he was wearing, like, a red blazer with, like, uh, black, like, he looked like a bolero <laughs> style thing. I'll, I don't I'll try know. to pull up the picture. Um, while you pull that up, I just want to give special MMA fashion shout out to Bruce Buffer. He's back in action after having COVID. We really did miss him from one event, which sounds like mm, big deal. But um, he's just so wonderful. But he came back with freaking two bangs because he gave us two powerful like magic eye looking blazers like the patterns were crazy with the colors like i swear if we moved close to the tv and pulled back we would have seen something but we didn't get up from the sofa so in the prelims (laughs) it was like more pinky orangey vibes and then the main card was more turquoisey green he just looked great so mma fashion is looking right yeah, I'll try to post one of them uh, Just before the in. day is done. You see, you see Kamara over there, George. It's a little Evans. dark, but you can see it's like a red top coat with like a black uh, fur trim around. Yeah. I really like it. I, I want that jacket. Too. This is very, very perfect as well. Dressed warm for this uh, little chilly New York weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's he even from? I don't even Nigeria. Know. No, I mean, <laughs> where does he live now? But whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, anything else, babe? That's it. This episode is brought to you by everyone who showed me birthday love and surgery support. You are all the best and I appreciate you more than I can ever say in words. Thank you. 